for us, Lord, the opportunity, Lord, you give us to praise you, Lord, and to glorify you, Lord, and to just sing to you, Lord Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for, for presenting yourself here this afternoon, Lord. But we ask you now, Lord, to help us, Lord, to meditate now and the, on the word that's about to be given to us, Lord Jesus. Help us to receive it with joy, with understanding, Lord. And we also ask you for the tithes and the and the, the offerings, Lord. We just ask you to bless them, Lord, for the ministry, for all the things necessary, Lord, for it to continue pushing your name forward, Jesus. We ask this all in your name, Jesus. We glorify you. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I'm going to ask Brother Gabriel to pass on up. Amen. Amen. God bless everyone. Y'all may be seated, brothers and sisters. Brother Lorenzo mentioned uh, all the sicknesses going around. We're going to have maybe more coughing than amens tonight. Hopefully not. Amen. We need to take care of ourselves and be vigilant during these times, amen? Well, God is good uh, as we enter into a new year, um, refreshed and rejuvenated after hearing all the wonderful testimonies and knowing that our God is a faithful God, amen? A lot of people are uh, um, fearful of, in times like this, <clears throat> um, rumors or wars and all these different things that come, but we, we have a God that's faithful, we have a God that can assure us that he will be with us. He has assured us through his word that he will be with us. En estos tiempos, hermanos, estamos celebrando un año nuevo. Tenemos un Dios que todavía es el mismo, es fiel. Es, es, es el mismo, hermanos. Y sabemos que ahorita el mundo está temoroso de rumor, rumores de guerras y, y diferentes cosas que están diciendo, pero tenemos un Dios que los asegura que Él está con nosotros y sabemos que Él está con nosotros. And that's why we're here, brothers and sisters. We're here to celebrate um, every time we have an opportunity here to receive from Him, but also to give back gratitude uh, in, in His promises. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, God bless the, uh, the kids this evening uh, as they have their, their uh, classes and uh, what God has for them. Amen. So praise God for that. I'm going to ask, uh, the title of today's message is What You Feed and Receive Gets Stronger. Uh, and I, and I, wanna, I want us to think about this in two ways here. Quiero decir, hermanos, que el título del mensaje hoy es Lo que alimentas y recibes se hace más fuerte. Y quiero hablar en dos maneras aquí. You know, there's two ways that we could see this. Um, and, and whatever we're, we're feeding, um, as it's, it's apparent that it's going to get stronger, but whatever we're also receiving is going to create that strength in what's receiving it. And, and we must understand this in, in times of, uh, of, uh, that we're in, 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 in our life and in our season, uh, debemos entender hermanos lo que estamos, um, recibiendo y lo que estamos uh, dando también. Uh, um, es lo que lo que se está enforzando el cuerpo uh, podemos verlo en muchas diferentes maneras uh, uh, one way of seeing this is there is a saying before it's um, whichever wolf you feed gets stronger uh, and will devour the other wolf uh, and, and it, it's the same aspect of it in our lives it's whatever perspective and whatever we're receiving in spiritually is what's going to take over us completely. And so we can't confuse this. We cannot think that 
uh, that um, we we can we can handle it and we can measure it. It's the truth to it. And and we're going to read some scriptures in the Bible where it declares this: that whatever you're you're bringing in, whatever it is, um, uh, whatever you're allowing is what's going to take over. Uh, and we must understand this, and we must be uh, in accordance with this, because the Word of God uh, speaks of it. Uh, and I'd like for us to start in James four seven just to just to begin there, and and, and this is a, a famous verse um, that we've read many a times. Um, in James four, Santiago cuatro siete dice, "Someteos uh, pues a Dios, resistir al diablo." Y de vosotros huirá. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, the latter part of that verse is exciting, and it's great, knowing that the devil will flee from you. It's the beginning part of the verse that we have difficulties with, the submission part of it. And as human as we are, um, that's one characteristic that's very difficult for for a human to to do is to submit themselves it's it's difficult you know it's uh you know uh, animals do it more if you <laughs> good example of that is the days of noah if we look at the days of noah you know animals were more <laughs> obedient than men were and women so you, you you've got to look at how important this verse is but it, it declares something here if we're submitting ourselves to god that's the first part of it too, is that submitting yourself to God is understanding and accepting God as a whole, not just what you want to of it, but as a whole, what he, what he, what he represents as a whole. Es importante, hermanos, entender lo que es someterte a Dios. Porque hay muchas maneras de pensar en eso, Pero debemos pensarlo como dice la Biblia. Pero me gusta esa escritura aquí porque el, el, el cabal de la escritura se oye muy bien que el diablo se va a huir de ti. Pero el más difícil cosa es el primero. And so it's important, brothers and sisters, for us to understand the importance of submission to God. Now, see, you start to think of submission, you're like, ah, here we go, control. And some of us are control freaks and and you know who you are. Thermostat people, right? Gotta turn up the thermostat. Gotta always in control, right? I don't like that station right when you get in the car. Who is who is it here? I heard some people laugh pretty loud, so I'm I'm believing that there's people like, oh okay. It's not even your car, right? And you start to control stuff. Because we struggle with this. We struggle with it. You haven't had enough people slap you in the hand when you're going for the for the radio or the thermostat. You have have it a few times and you'll you'll be more cautious of it. But when we start to submit ourselves to a good God, this is a good, loving God. You see, we think of submission, we think that we're going to lose something. That's what you think. Oh, man, if I said, man, I'm losing something. What are you losing? Disobedience? You know, what are you gaining? Is You never think of submission with gaining something. So in this verse, it's a very simple one. You submit to God, you gain something, right? The devil leaves from you. Es importante, hermano, muchas veces que estamos pensando en lo que es someterte a Dios. Comenzamos a pensar, me va a quitar algo. Oh, me va a quitar algo Dios. 
Pero nunca piensas que ¿Qué te va a dar Dios en esto? Y necesitamos a pensar eso Necesitamos estar en ese mental esta noche We need to be in that mindset of what is the gain? The gain is something powerful. The gain is something that, that nothing can give it to you in this world. Nothing can give it to you. You know, some of us are very experienced. We're experienced. I'm, I'm experienced. I was experienced in the world. I, I did worldly things. And it didn't meet to what God could do for me. I don't think I'm the only one here. I know there's some brothers and sisters here that have experienced, you know, a lot of things you know, from the world and, and, and God, what God can give you, that peace he can give you, you're not going to find it in the world. And that's a beautiful thing. So when we start to look at, look, submitting to God, it, 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 it's as simple as thinking of it like this. It's to understand, first of all, that he loves you. That's submitting to God because it's in his word. So you got to understand that God loves you first. Because, see, we all come here and we're all damaged goods, as we can say. But that moment that you understand that God loves you, and see, and that's a very powerful moment because a lot of us struggle with, with that and saying, God can't love me if you only knew me. See, God, when he was on the cross, he didn't say, there's an exception to this cross. These, the, uh, you know, this person in, in 2020. He hung on the cross for humanity, for the forgiveness. And that's a powerful thing. So understand that, that God loves you. This is submitting to God, understanding that God loves you. See, see, the enemy wants to make you think that he doesn't love you. And that's the great divide. The moment that you don't feel worth, see, God gave up his life for you. That's the worth side of it. So understand the love. Second is that we start to understand, we start to accept that we don't have it all figured out. His love starts to show you that. And how does he show you that? Through the word of God. And it's powerful when the word of God starts to remove things from you, showing you that his love can cover sins, but it also can remove them and not allow them to come back. And that's the obedience side of it. So it's powerful, brothers and sisters. El amor de Dios es maravilloso, hermanos. Entendemos que Dios tiene un amor para nosotros como Él estaba cruzado, Él, él estaba cruzado, crucificado. Y dio su vida para nosotros. Eso es el entendimiento que quiere dar a nosotros. Que hay un amor que sobrepasa todo lo que el mundo puede dar. Y eso es maravilloso. And it's great when we can understand that. First Peter 5, 8. We must understand this, that we have a God that if we submit ourselves, the devil's going to resist. And we resist the devil, he's going to flee from us. And then we read here in First Peter 5, 8. It says, Sed templados y velar porque vuestro adversario el diablo, cual león rigiente, anda alrededor buscando a quien devore. Be sober. Be vigilant. Two things here. And they're simple things here because it doesn't give you a whole list of stuff. It's telling you to be two things here. To be sober and be vigilant. Be on guard. You can't be on guard if you're not sober. 
You can't be on guard if you're not vigilant and paying attention. And it says here, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Dice aquí dos cosas, hermanos, que debemos hacer templados y velar. Dos cosas que se lleva a enfocar en algo. Porque tenemos un enemigo que está listo, como dice aquí, para devorarnos. Es, no dice, ay, pero rigente. Y necesitamos, necesitamos tener que es, es enemigo. No es amigo, es enemigo. Es contra lo que Dios quiere dar a nosotros. See, he's an enemy. He's not for us, he's against us. He'll come, he'll come in different ways and present himself in different ways in moments that we're down and, and, and we're not feeling the love of God. But see, that doesn't change. God loved you. So you got to just accept this love. I don't know, I don't know if somebody's here struggling with, they don't, they don't feel God, but God loved you. And God loves you. This is why he has not come back yet because he loves you. Because his mercy is great and he's giving you, let's figure this thing out. His mercy is allowing a message, another message to be heard, uh, another fix to happen in our lives because of his love. But we must understand that the enemy wants to first convince us that he doesn't love us and then second, destroy us. And that's a gain to him. When he destroys you, then it's, it's game's over. And the opportunity have, we always have in, in every day is the hope that we have that God reaches out his hand and saves us. And, we, and we're grateful to, uh, to God for his saving. Amen. Siempre estamos pensando, hermanos, en, en lo que Dios hace en nuestras vidas. Que estábamos perdidos. Pero el amor, el amor de Dios como un mano extendido los salvó a nosotros. Y eso es algo grande. Uh, if we could turn to Galatians 5.19. We're going to read a few verses here. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. And that, you know, I've never seen it like this until I was reading this, but it's interesting how these first four descriptions here are sexual descriptions. We look here and it says, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleansiness and lasciviousness. So adultery, so we can understand a defined method of this. You know, one person married, uh, but having sexual uh, relations with someone else, uh, another spouse. Um, and it goes into a lot more unfaithfulness to God is also another uh, method of it. Fornication. Um, having sexual relations and not being married uh, with someone. So this is what Paul's talking here, but it's very, it's defined very clearly that now 
the, now the works of the flesh are manifest. The works of the flesh are these. Dice aquí como, como dice, y manifestesas son las obras de la carne. Y comienza a hablar de cosas que, que son, how do you say, lust? Tabla, lust. Como está dando ejemplos de como cosas de, de sexo. Ejemplos que son de, de la carne comienza con estas cosas. Y dice adulterio, fornicación, inmundicia, desolución. Pero ahorita estamos dando los definitions los de que son esas cosas. So, and then we go to uncleansiness, morally impure, evil, vile, unlikable, whatever is opposite of purity, having evil thoughts. But it also refers to, in the Bible, um, there was a time in the Old Testament where it referred to uh, not having relations with animals. I talked about that. Get into the Bible, you'll see that there was a time there where people were that lost or having relationships with animals. And then it also refers to um, not having relationships man with man, women with women. And it, when it refers to uncleansiness, it's referring to a lot of things that were within the Bible to this point. Again, sexual. And then it talks about And I, I always wonder if I say this right, you can correct me in this. Lasciviousness. Lasciviousness. Indicating sexual interest or expressive of lust or lewdness. A, a man that chases after a woman, a woman that teases a man. It gives that example. But I find it very interesting that at the beginning of this verse, it's talking about lustful examples that this is what the flesh will manifest itself. And I think this is important to discuss this because this is almost like you're doing a self-diagnosis on yourself. Am I in these things? I'm in the flesh. This is the only reason we're doing this, okay? So don't, you know, nobody's told me anything where I'm going to start pointing fingers at anybody here, okay? It got very quiet. I'm just explaining that this is what the Bible is referring to. And hopefully Edgar is translating as good as he can on that. Estamos hablando de, de, todavía nadie sabe lo que, como se dice, lust. Locuria? Locuria. Locuria? ¿Sabes qué es eso, Manoletti? No debes saber qué es eso. Locuria. Locuria. Lo estoy diciendo para que... No, no se queda en mi mente. Eso no se oye bien tampoco, ¿no? Estamos hablando que dice Pablo aquí que aquí se manifiesta lo que es en la carne. Y son cosas lujurias. Cosas de um, que de, el, el, el cuerpo se está enseñando a, a sí mismo lo que tiene. Y es importante entender eso. Y seguimos leyendo aquí. And we keep on reading here. So it refers to adultery, fornication, uncleansiness, lasciviousness. Did I say that right this time? Or lasciviousness. And then it gets into verse 20 here. And I want to talk about what it says. It says idolatry. 
Now, these are things now, now we can start looking at it and we're like, well, idolatry, because the definition of idolatry we can look at is the worship of idols. But look at what also it is, excessive or blind adoration, reverence or devotion to anything, anything other than God. Could it be your children? Uh-oh, you had to go there. You went there, didn't you, Brother Gabe? Could it be a job? Anything dethroning God, listen to that. Anything dethroning God. And it's referring to this, and it's important. Es importante entender, el versículo 20 comienza con diciendo que idolatría, estamos comenzando con eso, y dice que los ejemplos son de adorar a, a diferentes dioses, a adorar a alguien, un, un, tus hijos, un trabajo, uh, los que están maridos, esposas y, y, y esposos y algo que te quita la vista de Dios el Dios verdadero so it's important to understand that because some of us are struggling we're struggling because we're, 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 we're going into a new year 2020 could be coming here and, and, and we're still feeding things that didn't allow us to get out of 2019 solid Estamos sufriendo, hermanos, estamos entrando 2020 y todavía estamos dando a comer a cosas que no nos da gana, no nos da nada. Estamos, estamos uh, eh, uh, dando uh, a comer al carne. Estamos hablando de eso ahorita. Para entender si te estás sintiendo como estamos, la, las cosas que estamos hablando o haces las cosas, es importante uh, 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 entender lo que estamos leyendo ahorita. It's important to understand that if we're going through these things and we're struggling with these things, that Paul is talking to it. It, it, it goes as even religious things too, as praying to saints, things that are relatable, statue, statues hoping that God will hear you through them. This is all, this is all in the Bible. If, if you don't understand it, you know, God was very against idolatry and then it gets into the next one which is witchcraft and you start going how do you go from that to witchcraft right but Paul's talking about this because once you're in the flesh we talked about one of the things it was talking about referring to uncleansiness was people that were sleeping with animals so don't tell me that you can't go from idolatry to witchcraft And so, you know, practicing magic, uh, sorcery, practice of dealing with evil spirits. I'm going to go get my palm read. I'm going to go get my future told. So we start to do stuff that's completely contrary to God. Y, y como se dice, hechicerías. Eso es, eso es algo que es normal ahora. Más normal que cuando yo estaba chiquillo. No, no lo viste tanto, pero ahora está, lo están aceptando. Son personas ahora. Las brujas son personas. Tienen derecho. Más que nunca, hermanos, que entendemos eso. Y tenemos jóvenes, tenemos personas que no, no tienen el entendimiento para entender lo que es la diferencia de Dios y brujería. Estamos viviendo en estos tiempos más que nunca. Estamos viviendo en estos tiempos. No sé, no estoy diciendo que no estaban ahí cuando estaba más joven, pero ahora está más, como se dice, abierto. 
a cosa. More than ever right now, people are accepting these things. But why? Because the flesh is overtaking things. And now people are, are easily going to idolatry, to witchcraft. And then it gets into another interesting one here, which it says hatred. Now we could think hatred and it's like, okay, well that, you know, that's, I don't, you know, that could be in a lot of different things. But again, look at idolatry, witchcraft, and then it goes into hatred. But, but what's interesting in the, in the hatred aspect of it is that Paul's talking, he, he's talking to the Galatians here. He's talking to people that should be in love with God, should be submitted to God, but yet he's wanting to define like, look, even if you have hatred towards each other, you're in the flesh. Enemistades? Diciendo Pablo aquí, se habla de idolatría, hechicerías y enemistades. ¿Cómo va enemistades con las otras cosas? Pero está diciendo a la iglesia en Gálatas que esas cosas te están enseñando que son de de la carne y son contra uh, uh, la iglesia so lack of regard for another bitter dislike and ill will against one another tendencies to hold grudges against or be angry at someone wanting to hurt them tenemos eso aquí en la iglesia hermanos we have that here hermanas no I'm going to leave the hermanas alone hermanos You've had hatred. When you feel that spirit coming over you, it's the spirit of the flesh. Just understand this. This is this is helping. This should help you understand that this is this is the flesh. So how do we get out of the flesh? You know, how, this is what we're talking about. It also it also says next. It says uh, uh, variance, which is celos, no pleitos. So variance, listen to this, conflict, arguing, fighting, not agreeing when you should. Listen to that one, not agreeing when you should. That's a pretty powerful one. Okay, if you're in the flesh, so so the word of God's being preached and there could be some people not agreeing when you should because the word's being preached. You're in the flesh. Oh, no, no, I'm not in the flesh. It's just because... You know, God has me at a different level. That's what we call a different devil. And you need to submit. That's the problem. So when, 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 when there's, there's a lack of agreement, then you're not allowing God to be there. Because we're two or three or what? And what? And see, sometimes that division doesn't allow got to show up in your life because of variance. And it's powerful because all of us, you know, um, all of us are qualified in things in life and have talents in life. But God is God. And God has an order. And I love how he puts it here because when, when, when not agreeing when you should... And then it also says quarreling, being difficult to deal with. Anybody difficult to deal with? 
think we've all have dealt with that. We could all say amen if we're truthful. So again, it's the flesh that causes this. And then we keep on reading here and then it says emulations. Resentment against a rival. Now listen to this. It says celos, right? That's emulations, yeah. Resentment against a rival. A person enjoying success or advantage. To copy another, to equal or surpass jealousy as with malice, intent to harm. So it's not jealousy just like, it's jealousy that takes over you with an intent to harm. You know what? I'm going to do that. I'm just going to, I'm going to key their car. I'm going to puncture their tire. So when you've dealt with people like this too, what's, what's powerful and God gives you and reveals to you is that when you've dealt with people like this too, you can start to understand that it's not the people. It's what they're feeding. They're feeding the flesh more than feeding the spirit. See, and this will also help you in in struggles that you've had in growing up because there's a lot of problems that we have. We call it baggage that God starts to free you from that because his peace is freedom from the past. Not only in things that you did, but things that were done to you. So you start to understand that it wasn't them, it was the flesh in them that they fed. So we look here, striving to excel at the expense of another, seeking to surpass or outdo others. How many many are here like this ambitious and you're still at ground zero? Any ambitious people here? Maybe this is a struggle you're having. And I've heard that a lot of people, even in church, oh, you know, God's gonna bless me. God's gonna bless me this year, but we're still in the flesh. If you're in the flesh, God's not going to bless you this year. It's when you get out of the flesh that God can bless you. So it's important, brothers and sisters, for us to understand what the flesh is and how it manifests itself. The next one is wrath, which is iras. Wrath, vengeance, or punishment as a consequence of great anger fierceness determined and lasting anger as it's back as it's getting back at someone for a perceived wrongdoing wrath have some of us experienced wrath in our lives and if we experience this wrath you know it's some people could have been can be locked up right now because of a lot of these things, but because of wrath. Because again, they gave over to the flesh. When Paul was describing here, these are the things you're going to see when the flesh is taking over. And then another one is strife. And I always, when I would read these things, I was always saying, you know, um, uh, wrath and strife the same, right? No, strife, struggling in opposition to contest for superiority or advantage for selfish gain. Not as playing a game or a healthy sporty competition. 
Listen to this one. The sport of wrestling is a good example of healthy strife. Wrestling is an example of a good, but imagine strife in the opposite way of wrestling, trying to pull somebody down, trying to to get self-gain. How many of us struggle with that? How many of us struggle with that in, in families? You know, and it starts so young, doesn't it? You know, somebody's there taking a picture of somebody and that comes the other, you know, the other member comes in, wants to get some of that action in the camera. They're videotaping somebody. Somebody wants to put the spotlight on me. It gets older and older, older, and, and then all these other things start to be included with it. As a parent's responsibility, you know, you're over here thinking, okay, I've got, you know, I've got three of them here and I've got to pat each one of them on the back. If not, they're going to struggle with something. But again, instead of giving them an assurance in God, giving them the understanding that God loves them and that God, that love is greater than any love that I could give them. Do we understand that? Because we'll use any kind of excuse. You know, my dad didn't hug me enough. My dad didn't love me enough. My mom didn't, you know, do this, you know, and we just, here we go, right? Anything, anything to enable the action still that we do. But when God's love comes, that trumps everything. And then it goes to seditions, rebellious disorder, causing trouble, stirring up strife in religion, government, at work, home, or any other place, but stirring up strife. Remember what we talked about what strife was. So it's seditions. I'm just going to throw a little thing over there and see how that goes for them as I walk away. Did you know so-and-so said that? Okay, I'll see y'all later. And as it's a mess, as strife is starting to come out. This is when you're in the flesh. Do you play in the flesh? Because if you're playing in the flesh, then these other things will start to manifest themselves. Heresies. Is it Erehias? Division in religious communities. The word itself has no evil meaning. It simply refers to a doctrinal view or belief conflicting with recognized and accepted tenets of a system church. Well, I'm telling you, you could be in the flesh here. You think you'd be as religious as you are, but you're like, oh, I don't agree with that. I I don't accept that. Like I said, God has shown me different. You heard that before? God is showing you different. You're in the flesh. God is showing you something different than, than, than it's, it's got to be hell being here. Unless you're in the flesh and you're trying to cause divisions. That's, that's a different mindset. That's not, it's not hell here. It's just that you're so, you're, you're in that beastly mode. 
And so it's powerful to understand what this is and what, what Paul's saying here to the Galatians, again, a people that a people that struggled with great things. They struggled with beastly things. And we read here, and then it says, verse 21, it starts with envyings. It's close to jealousy, a feeling of discontent or covetousness with regard to another's advantage, success, or positions. And it's interesting that Paul talked a lot about, it was almost a lot about, you know, the, the things that when it came to jealousy for someone. Because it's important to, to get away from these things. You, you can even see David talking about it. I was almost envious of, you know, the sinner here getting all these things and uh, my, my foot almost slipped. And, and sometimes that happens here. And, 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 and should we be envy of things? Envious of things? Well, right here, it says right here that ill will, spite, jealousy, thinking a person is not worthy to have what they have. Whoa. How many of us have struggled with that? Not everybody's hands at once. Because I didn't see one hand. But it happens. Sometimes it happens within the family. Sometimes it happens at work. But if it's happening, it's showing you're in, you're feeding the flesh. And then we get into some stuff here because, again, again, it goes into murderers. Wow, you're in the flesh if you're a murderer. You, that seems like it's uh, uh, um, obvious, right? It's pretty, I don't think I need to define what that is, right? Drunkenness. But listen to this, intox, intoxication in the case of alcohol, but also can include mind-altering drugs. Anything that, causes you not to be sober and we read what how important it is for that because our enemy the devil is like a roaring lion looking who he can devour and destroy revelings partying hard indulging in loud boisterous festivities for no apparent reason The letting loose of inhibitions and good judgment. These are all things that, and they're all in different levels. You hear, you see some that could be small to be big, but if it's the flesh and the flesh is being fed, then what's going to take over? You may not murder somebody, but you could get to uncleansiness. You might never, ever drink alcohol in your life. But you could have strife. And, and, and it opens the door to the enemy, for the enemy to take over. So it's important, brothers and sisters, for us to understand what it is that is the flesh. Now, in verse 22, it starts off here. It's saying, but the fruit of the Spirit 
and and it's beautiful here because it has a whole different you know it, it it's it's the it's the the fruits of the flesh here's how the flesh manifests itself and then here's how the spirit should manifest itself and it says but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long suffering gentleness goodness faith 23 meekness temperance against shall there be no law see paul was pretty much telling the galatians here look here are here how the here's how the flesh manifests itself here's how the fruit of the here's how the spirit is seen the fruits of the spirit are and he says if you have the fruits of the spirit you 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 know you have the law in you the word of god is in you so if we're struggling and it's a tug of war right now of the flesh and the spirit, the more of these fruits take over your life, the more, the easier it is to pull the flesh away and allow the spirit to take over. So you start to look at the, the manifestations of the flesh and see which ones you struggle with with some of the definitions we're talking about tonight. And, 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 and you know, even read, me reading them, I'm seeing struggles. And I've got to come back to that and I said, okay, I've got to put that out. I've got to kill that. I've got to stop feeding that. If not, 2020 is going to be a, 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 a representation of what 2019 ended. Have we understood what, what is bad in our life right now? Or are we just grateful that we survived 2019? Being grateful just for surviving something isn't the best thing. I don't know how to tell you that. I'm just grateful for surviving 2019. No, that's not the best thing, okay? You start to repeat that back and it sounds crazy, doesn't it? I'm just grateful I survived. That sounds horrible. Let's start adding, adding some true basis to this that God has the blessings he has for us. Start identifying if we are in the flesh. Our God's a merciful God, a loving God. Make fruits of repentance. We see the power of being of the fruits of the spirit. And we see how they combat things. We go back to verse 22. The very first one, it starts with love. Some of us are struggling with love. We can't love and we can't be loved. Love is a big thing here. And I I love that because love, when when you start to accept it, look what comes next. Joy. And not a joy like it's just for a few seconds. This is a joy that is different. It's a joy that people just know that something's different in you. Something's happened in you. And why is that joy there? Because what follows after it, what sustains it is the peace. When God puts peace in you. But again, it all starts with understanding that he loves you. He loves you. And some of us are unlovable. But he loves you. 
I sometimes find myself being in that position of being unlovable. But again, it's because I'm in the flesh. And these things are manifesting themselves. Let's get in the spirit, amen? If we turn to Ephesians 16, 6, 11, I'm sorry. Estamos hablando aquí, hermanos. Es importante entender lo que es estar en la carne y estar en el espíritu. Estando en la carne se van a manifestar cosas que como estamos hablando. Cosas van a pasar en nuestras vidas. Vamos a ver cosas que y no vamos a entender cómo llegamos a ese punto. Como estamos hablando en el tiempo viejo en, 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 en la Biblia. Dijeron que no debes dormirte con un, con un animal. ¿Qué cosa no? Que necesitaban poner eso en la Biblia. ¿Pero por qué? Porque el pecado estaba bien grande. Y ya no entendió, entendieron lo que Dios dijo con un hombre y con una mujer. Ya no aceptaron eso. Pero cuando se, cuando se llega el Espíritu. Si estás en la carne, todas esas cosas que estamos hablando están pasando. Y no, a veces no lo entendemos lo que son. Por eso estaba diciendo poquito qué son las cosas. Para entenderlos. Porque son palabras que, ¿qué es eso? Es una palabra antigua. Pero debemos entender lo que son. Porque son cosas que, que, que estamos pasando. Que, que se pasan en nuestras vidas. Vida. No son más cosas que bien simples como. A matar a alguien es la envidia, algo que, que mata tu espíritu. So, this is like a, a, a test for us that, that we, we push that button and we want to see. You know, I want to run a diag diagnosis on myself. I'm in diagnostics right now, diagnose myself. Beep, 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 beep comes back here these things need to be worked on you work on them it's going to last longer but right here we see right here we need to work on these things because this is the great divide of what's keeping us from being able to receive God in completeness being able to be accepted by him in completeness see what happens is the devil once he realizes that oh you're interested in God perfect perfect I'll go with you We'll, we'll, let's play this game a little bit. But it comes to that point where God will test our faith. And it's an obedience. Are we prepared to be obedient to the point where it may seem radical? Oh, that's too much. That's too much, God, right there. I don't think God, or, or we use terms like, I don't think God meant it that way. We've heard these things before. When we turn here to Ephesians 6.11, it says here, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Vestidos de toda la armadura de Dios para que podáis estar firmes contra las achezas del diablo. So, Paul now goes from Galatians to Ephesians here, and now he's telling the Ephesians, look, put on this whole armor of God, because when you put on the whole armor of God, the opportunity for the flesh to get infected by the darts of the devil, 
Because this is what happens. It starts off slowly, right? The flesh will speak to you slowly. It seems innocent until it gets infected, until it takes over the body. And it's sad when you see that. You know, we've mentioned these preachings before. If you if you if you you're around somebody that just complains all the time, mm. bye. You really want to be around somebody that complains all the time. Maybe you're that person though, and that's the flesh. I mean, literally, I'm sitting with some people and and. I'm hearing that. I'm like, do you realize what God has done for you? And you're complaining. Because that's something that needs to be worked on. That's a part of the flesh that's infected. Let's find ourselves removing ourselves. And the way we do is putting on the armor of God. And then it says, for we do not wrestle against the flesh and blood but against the rulers and against authorities, against cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Now the armor of God on you allows you to withstand but putting on the armor of God is accepting his word. You know, we've heard examples before in the past. It's like, you know, pastor had, had always mentioned, you know, like a baseball player. If he's not in a baseball outfit, it looks at, if he's wearing, you know, a helmet, a football helmet and football pads and all that stuff, he doesn't even have a glove and he's there in the baseball field. It doesn't look right. It's the same thing here. If we have, if we're not, in, in an armor for battle and we have a, an apron on. We got to understand what it is as a church to put on the whole armor of God. It means that, that there's a time that's coming and it's times now. The times now, if you don't understand it, the times now that we have to have this on because, you know, there's fears. Oh man. We're afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Fear, fear attack. See, fear is separation from God. Because see, you, you you forgot again that God loved you. Let's think about this for a second. I'm afraid. I'm afraid somebody's coming in in that door right there and they could have a gun. I'm afraid. And the devil's like, yes, you forgot that God loves you. You forgot God's there for you. You forgot God has promised to be there. You see, and then we get separated from these things. And that's a to be it because then we start leaning more to what? And this is where it gets a little crazy. It gets a little wacky. And this is where we have great examples in the Bible where when the people that trusted in God, even though things, things got dangerous, God always showed up. I think, God's, I think God has a 
purpose for us this year. But to withstand the evil day. What is the evil day, brothers and sisters? It's the day where fear all these things will come to try to take you away from what God's purpose was for you. Take you away from salvation. That you'll be able to withstand it. Pull away from it. Having this armor. Luke ten nineteen. With his love comes authority. Let's let's think about this for a second. I don't know if you remember the the message about Adam and Eve. This authority that was given to Adam. Adam Adam had the authority to name things. And it's powerful to name things. It's powerful to speak things. You see, right here it says, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now see, if you accept God loves you, then you believe when God tells you this. If you don't, you're afraid and you're, you know, second-guessing things. I just want to believe that God, I want to believe God is, you know, has given me that authority, that power to tread over these things. This is sometimes why we're here and we're struggling we're, and we're not alive and, and our spirit's dead is because we're not believing that God has given us authority, given us power. And he's given you power. He's given you authority. Things that come you know, and, and it's and it's amazing. They're, 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 see, God is here. God is high and lifted up. The enemy's always going to be here. You see, God, you know, Isaiah says, I, I entered and I saw him high and lifted up above everything that was low, the smoke and everything. Our enemy's always going to be here in a position to where he could be beneath us. But our God wants us to get to where he's wanting us to be at with him. And it's powerful. I've given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall hurt you. Nothing shall hurt you. If you've come here and you think it's something's hurting you. And something is hurting you. God's given you authority that nothing shall hurt you. Now the flesh and the enemy. It wants to hurt you. And it has hurt you. That wasn't God. That's this world. And, and, and you know, they'll ask people after a, devast, after a devastation, why did God allow that to happen? See, the, the problem is that we don't, we don't want to see things clearly. We don't want to see understand things clearly. Why would God allow this to happen? Why did that hurricane come? You know, why, you know, this children, what all this stuff right here. And see, nobody's saying that God let it happen. It's just that this country keeps on separating itself more and more from God. The more we get closer to God, the more we personally get closer to God, the more we start to see God's goodness and what he does and how he prevents things. I'm tired of hearing that. I'm tired of hearing people just wanting to blame. You know, it's always like, you know, if, 
I've mentioned this before. There was a time when there was a school shooting. They said, you know, why did God allow this to happen? And then just a year before, they stopped prayer in school. We can't have things both ways here. There's an evil presence that's wanting to liberate itself. And we have a God that's merciful, that's loving, and if we could just accept him, because he accepts us. 2 Corinthians 10.3. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Now, for our weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but yet sometimes we're in the flesh thinking we're fighting spiritually. But our weapons are not of the flesh. Twenty nineteen, it ended, and we could have thought like that there was some that we had, you know, something that was going on. But we were battling against something that we were still bat- using the flesh in this, instead of being in the spirit. To take every thought captive, to obey Christ. When you take your thoughts captive, that's everything. When you take it captive. You don't allow it to get anywhere where it could then take over the flesh. You can transition it. You can change it. And how you take your thoughts captive, again, the example that we saw here, the fruits of the spirit and the fruits of the flesh or the manifestation of the flesh. You start to say, okay, that's not of the spirit. I'm taking that captive before it goes somewhere else and causes me to sin. It causes me to doubt. It causes me to hate. It causes me to envy, to strife, to have wrath. All these things that come and they've came before in our lives. To take every thought captive to obey Christ. Matthew 18, 18. Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say unto you, if two of you agree on earth about anything, they ask it, they, they ask, it will be done for them by my father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. The power is this, is for us to be in agreement and to be in accordance with each other. It means that there is a likeness, a mindset that's, that we share, that we accept it. For God to show up here and bless and to hear, there's a unity that has to come. 
And that unity has to start in us first is accepting, again, God for who he is. Then when you accept God for who he is and what he can be in your life, then you start to find yourself being in accordance with other people that have done that. Challenge is that that's the challenge for the church. Because everybody has an opinion. You know, Pastor's been laughing a lot right now because we, I don't know if he's mentioned, he's probably mentioned on the radio, or, you know, our, our family has adopted a goat. And we adopted a goat. And this goat that we have, you know, Pastor laughs because, you know, first of all, it has a sweater now because Felicity bought it a sweater. Okay, so that's the one reason he would be laughing. But he laughs, and, and Sister Fanny will tell you this, because this goat follows us. We don't have to put it on a leash. Or we just leave, and it, and it goes with us. We take it up to the where its family is and stuff like this. It was too little, and it, one its uh, siblings died in the cold. So the kids have been taking care of it, and Sister Jennifer's been taking care of it. But Pastor laughs, and Sister Fanny laughs, because this goat follows us. It follows us. Where we're going, it'll come. You tell it to come, it comes. Because we're all that that goat has known. And you see, brothers and sisters, as a church, the moment we submit ourselves and subject ourselves more to the word of God and the unity happens in following God, the generations change for our families. That's all they're going to know. But that moment that we're fighting it and we're rebellious and things and, 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 and it's not being seen and our kids don't see it. And, and even though we say stuff and, and we're so profound and I'm, and I'm just there and I'm profound and look at me and this and that, none of that stuff matters. If God isn't doing something inside, you as parents, you cannot do nothing inside. That's God's area. You can think anything. You can, you can think, you, I'm going to touch the inside. You're not going to do anything. But you can do. And God's given you the power to do. Is you can be an example of what it is to have Christ in you. Again, I can show my son anything. I've always mentioned, you know, I'll show you how to throw a football 50 yards. the moment that he sees Christ in me, that's better than anything that I could show him in this world because that's what's going to save him in the time when he needs it. Throwing a past 50 yards isn't going to do that. And I think it's important, brothers and sisters, for us to come here with this one mind this year, accepting God's love. Accept his love. Just because you're here doesn't mean you accepted his love. Just because you come here regularly doesn't mean you accepted his love. Accepting his love means that you'll be quiet, you'll listen to what he has, and you'll do. The power is in the do. And there's power in that. Why don't we all stand up, brothers and sisters? I'm going to ask Gabriel to pass on up.
Why don't we all pass on up here, brothers and sisters, and just pray. Ask God to uh, to bless us this evening with his presence and spirit in our lives and just to overtake anything that's happening, anything that's going on, that we can just accept him, amen? Because he is good. How many of us believe he's good? He's a good God.